The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week for episode 147. So good to hear from you guys, and I'm so excited for the show this week. I'm in a good mood. The Canes, my favorite football team ever, finally got their first win of the season. A Decisive win, to say the least, against Savannah State University, 77-0. to I did not even know the scoreboards could go up that high. Nice little win for the Canes to start the season. It was kind of a warm-up game. You know, we expected to beat Savannah State of all places, but it was nice to see everything clicking, the team firing on all cylinders, and especially after we had that loss last week against LSU, which I'm still just, when I close my eyes, I still see the image of that game in my mind, and it is horrifying to me. That was a tough loss, so it's nice for us to win this week. Go Canes. All right, enough of that. I'm. We got so much to talk about. So much great music stuff this week. We got the Coffee House segment bringing it back this week. In the next segment, we're going to be opening up the Break the Business Coffee House again. For those of you who are new to the podcast, the Break the Business Coffee House is this recurring segment that we do. We bring in awesome artists from the South Florida area to do a little acoustic performance for you guys. We do it right here in the studio and we haven't, we haven't done one of these in a while, man. I think the last time we opened up the Break the Business Coffee House, did a nice little acoustic performance for you guys, was back in May, I believe. And I want to do them more regularly because you guys have loved the Coffee House every time we have done it. You guys are big Coffee House fans. Every time we bring in an indie artist to play a little song for you here in the studio during the show, you dig it. I get a lot of positive feedback over the Twitters and over email every time we do the coffee house. And then inevitably, if a few weeks go by without us doing a coffee house, which I will admit there have been a few weeks that have gone by since we've done one, I inevitably get some tweets from you guys. When are you going to do another coffee house segment? Where is the coffee house? We love hearing some cool musicians. And so I'm bringing this coffee house thing back. We have a great coffee house segment coming up in the next segment. And I think the reason why you guys love this segment so much is because you're more than just musicians. At the core, you guys are all fans. You guys love music above all else, and that's what got you into music, and you love hearing from fellow indie artists who are going through the same adventure that you guys are. And for me, I love the Coffee House segment because it gives me an opportunity to show off the local music scene right here in South Florida. You know, a lot of people don't get that Florida's music scene is really solid. It doesn't get a lot of love. We don't get a lot of love. You know, we don't, we're not, people don't talk about us in the same sentence as LA's music scene or Nashville's music scene or New York's music scene. But South Florida's got some great talent down here. We got some amazing performers down here. And so I relish the opportunity to show these people off for you, to give the fantastic music community right here in South Florida an opportunity to spread their wings and give them a nationwide audience to the extent that we have one of those around here. If you want to go back and listen to some of the past coffee houses and have seen how awesome these have been, but you're new to the podcast, you don't know where to find them, check out episodes 122. Uh, we have Laura Maison on in that segment, amazing classical guitarist. 
Zola was in episode 125. And if you go to episode 129, you get to hear from Emia, great musician, all of them University of Miami graduates, awesome South Florida artists who are really making this music scene something special. And so I've been honored to show them for you. And our coffee house segment coming up next, the artist that we have coming in is Soul Packs, a great blues R&B duo based right here in Miami, Julia Kamide, Julian Harris, so, so great. They just put out their debut album, actually, Inside Outside. You can find it everywhere. It's a cool album. If you want to get funky, if you want some good blues, R&B goodness, some solid songwriters, check out their album, Inside Outside. You can also check out the band at soulpacksmusic.com. These kids, man, they have talent for days. They're both Berkeley grads, so they got the education pedigree. These people can write. These people can perform. Great performers, great songwriters. You're going to love them in the next segment. And they're going to be right here in the studio coming up. And actually, they're going to be here in about 40 minutes. So I got to hurry up and record this. And I probably have to clean the studio up a bit. It's, it's been a while since we've had guests in the studio physically. And it shows. Uh, uh, I've just let my workspace become a little unkempt. There's a lot of papers and segment notes floating around here. And I got to straighten things up before Soul Pack shows up. Less Soul Packs know that we are slobs around here. But before we do the tidying up, before I bring in the broom and everything, before I get the recycling bin out and clean this place up a little bit, I want to talk about a cool article that came out in Hypebot this past week from our dear friend Bobby Ausinski. Love me some Bobby Ausinski, man. Friend of the podcast. He's been on the show a few times. So knowledgeable about the music industry. If you're an indie artist and Bobby Ausinski is not part of your regular blog reading, he absolutely needs to be. Dude knows his stuff. He's written something like 40 books about the music industry, which is crazy to me. That is absolutely crazy to me because I've written one book about the music industry. Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence, and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry, available at breakthebusiness.com and Amazon. I've written one book, one book, and it was exhausting. I may never write a book again because writing books is hard. And I think about how hard it was for me to write one book. And then I think about Bobby Ausinski, who's written 40 books, and I don't know how he does it. Well, I can tell you how he does it. He's magnificent. He's awesome. He knows his stuff. Check him out at the Music 3.0 blog. That's his blog or at bobbyausinski.com. You're going to get a lot of great info from him. Again, if you're an indie artist, he needs to be a part of the regular reading that you do to learn more about the industry. But the reason why I want to talk about him this week is that he wrote a guest post for HypeBot that is just a cool subject to discuss. The article is titled, Running Out of Things to Say, Ideas for Musicians to Write About Online. I love this article because it addresses something that I hear musicians asking me about all the time. All the time. Ryan, they say. I know you tell us to blog regularly. I know you tell us to post things on social media regularly. I know you tell us that we have to keep ourselves in the consciousness of our fans. We need to make them remember us. We can't go dark. We have to keep putting our stuff out there. But sometimes, Ryan, I just can't think of anything to write about. And I completely understand that. Look, maybe you've already started a blog for your music career at some point for your fans. And if you have, good on you. That's already a step in the right direction. But it can be hard to maintain a blog like that. Maybe you started a blog... And you've been writing consistently every day, but then over time, things get busy. You can't think of things to write about. And so your daily blog becomes a three times a week blog. 
and then it becomes a monthly blog. And now you're getting something out maybe every six months. But every one of those six months posts starts out with something like, hey guys, I know it's been a while since I posted something, but look, I get it. We've all been there. Blogging is hard. I would know. Break the Business was originally a blog before it was a podcast, and now it's a podcast because it's hard to write stuff. So I get it. And that's why I appreciate this Bobby Osinski article in Hypebot, because it walks you through some good blogging subject areas if you ever get writer's block. If if there's just so much stuff going on in your music career that it's hard for you to think of what am I going to write about today or this week or however frequently you write your blog. And the nice thing about the info in his article is that it works even if you, even if it's not topics that you need for a blog, but if you just need a good tweet topic, or you need a good topic for an Instagram post, or you, or you're doing a podcast, you need an episode item to write about, anything where you need good content to post, this article can help you. So definitely check it out. And what are some good things that you can think about if you can't think of anything? Well, let's go over a couple points from that article, and you should definitely check out the rest of the article at hypebot.com. But let's talk about a few good topics that Bobby Osinski brings up in the article. Where if you get stuck, you can't think of something to blog about, and you know blogging is important as an artist, but you can't think of something to blog about, here are some things you can blog about from the article. Talk about life on the road. If you're currently touring now, there's no excuse for you to not be able to think of blog posts to write about. You can write about the towns you're visiting. You can write about the people you're meeting. Chances are, whatever city you're in, whether you're domestic or international, there's always going to be something awesome about that city to write about that you can share. Even if it's a small little podunk town, those small podunk towns have charm, man. And there's not a lot of people writing about those small podunk towns. So find that piece of charm in wherever you are on your tour, and that, boom, instant blog article, just like that. Great subject for a tweet, just like that. Great Instagram post photo, just like that. What's another potential subject area from that article? Talk about life in the music industry. Remember, you're not just an artist. If you're an indie artist, you're a businessman or businesswoman. You're an entrepreneur. You are a member of an industry, and so you probably have some feelings about how things are going on in your industry. You have some thoughts about the business of your industry. And so you can write about those things. There is no shortage of hot topics going on right now in the music industry. And you can write about those hot topics. How do you feel about record labels? How do you feel about Spotify? How do you feel about the Music Modernization Act? How do you feel about managers? How do you feel about booking agents or 360 deals? Give us your thoughts. Write about those things. I would be fascinated to hear about more artists and how they feel about things going on in the industry. People don't just want to hear from us gas bag entertainment lawyers. We want to hear about the, from the actual indie artists who are on the front lines about how these business issues affect you. And the best thing about writing about issues involving the music industry is that there are so many blogs out there like Hypebot and Banzoogle and Digital Music News and TuneCore Blog and the DIY Musician that are always looking for guest posts from musicians like you to write about these very topics. So when you inevitably do write about these issues because you're heeding Bobby Osinski's advice, you can then reach out to one of those blogs and talk to them about posting your blog on their blog. And so now your writing gets a wider audience and your music gets a wider audience. And remember that not everything that you blog about has to be an important issue in the music industry. Not everything has to be a weighty issue, like how you feel about the Music Modernization Act. As Bobby talks about in his article, there's another subject that you can write about, which is just your life outside the business. 
What are your interests? Do you like sports? Do you like food? Do you like movies? How about writing a blog article about your top 10 favorite movies? Fans love that stuff. One of the great things about the new music industry is that there is no more gulf between musicians and their fans. There's no more intermediaries. You can reach out to your fans directly through social media and through blogging. But the flip side of that is that your fans expect to know more about you as a person, not just you as a musician, not just you as a creator. They want to know about what foods you like, what movies you like. They want to know about your day-to-day life. They'll eat that stuff up, so write some blog articles about it. Talk about your interests. Talk about your feelings. Hell, talk about your pets. Oh, my God. Let me tell you this right now. As somebody who has to create a lot of content every week, pets are a content goldmine, especially on Twitter. I mean, if I can't think of something to tweet, click. I take a picture of my awesome dog, Molly, the Break the Business Golden Retriever. Boom, tweets up there. It gets us so much more engagement than anything I write about the music industry. You all love that damn dog. So if you have a dog or you have a cat or you have some adorable pet, build content around that adorable pet. You know, that, that adorable pet of yours is just living for free in your house. It's time for that pet to start pulling its weight and help help you move your career forward. So take some pictures of that pet and create content around it. Blog posts, tweets, Instagram posts. You know, make that dog or that cat or that animal a content factory for you. You might as well because there's so much great posts you can get about it because people want to know about your day-to-day life as a musician. And as Bobby Osinski notes, it is a rich area for content. So the grand point in all of this is that there are so many things that you can write about as an artist if you're willing to look. In fact, here's one thing that wasn't specifically mentioned in the article, but is one of my favorite topics to write, tweet, and podcast about. Other people. Not every blog post has to be about you. I know it's your blog, but you don't have to be the only subject in that blog. Use your space to shine the light on others, like I'm doing right now, talking about one of my favorite music industry people, Bobby Ausinski, on my podcast. Use your space to write about other artists who are doing great things. This has so many benefits for you. One, it enriches your audience because you get to show them other great artists in the world. It's fantastic networking. You know, you're going to connect yourself to that artist, and maybe that artist will shine the light on you on their platform because, you know, it's all about mutual exchange around here. And perhaps most important, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, when you write about yourself all the time, when it's just you, you, you on your platform, you look like an egomaniac. An indie artist needs to show themselves to be a real human being. And real human beings care about other human beings other than themselves. So use your platforms to shine the light on others. There's a lot of great insight in that Bobby Ausinski article. So check it out in HypeBot. It's called Running Out of Things to Say, Ideas for Musicians to Write About Online. You're going to love it. It's really going to help you move your career forward. Okay, Break the Business Coffee House coming up next. Stick around for Soul Packs. Shaking, 
Welcome back, everybody. I am so thrilled to be joining the Break the Business Coffee House this week by Julia and Julian of Soul Packs. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having us, Ryan. Yeah, thank you so much. It's an honor. Oh, well, that seems excessive, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, this is so, so cool. I really, really dig this album. I just, it, it's one of those like, you know, hair stand up on end as you're listening to it. It's just, I mean, you guys are young. And yet this album sounds like something that, you know, experienced musicians from like 30 years, 30 years of experience will do. Like, how did, how could, like, you guys are so young. Like, you shouldn't be capable of <laughs> this kind of like funkiness. Like, what living have you done to do this kind of funkiness? I don't understand. How, how did, how did you, how did you guys conceive of this kind of music? Well, I mean, uh, in terms of in terms of just creating music, you know, at least coming from my perspective, the idea was to to write something that could be experienced by by everyone in every age range, and not just like sort of pander or pigeonhole ourselves into into one sort of uh, audience archetype, but yeah. just to uh, you know just to make music for. The jammers, right. the blues heads, the Which everything. Is really like controversial, I think, when talking to someone like you who is very into the whole music business thing. It's like, okay, what's your niche market? All of that stuff. And we, you know, we've thought about that, right? We've yeah, thought about yeah. it and we're kinda like, no, but we want our music to be for everyone. So it's kind of I guess weird marketing yourself to everyone but that's what we're trying to do we just want like music that makes everybody feel good in all walks of life well, and oh, yeah. this really is something that i think music fans of all stripes can appreciate no matter what era you're into no matter what style you into because i think no matter what kind of music person you are you can always appreciate good songwriting and good musicianship wherever it comes from and that's why I'm so excited to have you guys in the coffee house this week to play a song for us a little bit later. Don't go anywhere, listeners. They're going to play. It's going to be great. Just stay in your chairs. But I got to ask them some questions because they got so much cool stuff to talk about. And I, I can't help but feel like among the things that make your songwriting skills so well honed, and you know, I'm, not, I'm certainly giving plenty of credit to your natural ability, but I can't help but think that part of it is just the fact that you both went to Berkeley which is pretty darn impressive. <laughs> What's that experience like? What is it like being at Berkeley, being around that amazing group of musicians all the time? Oh my goodness, I've never felt so inspired in my life. It was amazing just just being up there in not only just in Berkeley but in the Boston environment where there's so much art, so much music, so much culture. I mean, the city has been around forever, oh, you know, man. and it's it's just I mean, the snow falls on the ground and you're like, oh, my goodness, I could write a song with this. You see, like, <laughs> I mean, there's there is to say that, I mean, the nature itself and coming from Miami, like that's super inspiring. We don't get to see seasons down here, really. Right. I mean, we have hot and then hotter. Yeah. And then so like there, here's Julian and it's I. Summer in Jul snow. January. We're seeing yeah. snow for the first time. Like, oh, my God goodness it's the winter season and also the sun would go down at like 3 p.m that was kind of harsh um but i think overall like when i first came in at least and mind you julian had been there a year beforehand so he was kind of already getting the vibe of it he was really thriving when i got up there and i was sort of really intimidated realizing that okay i'm no longer a big fish in a small pond i'm a little fish in this huge pond of a variety of big fish from around the world coming here to study. That was really intimidating at first. And then, you know, the more I talked with Julian, I realized I wasn't alone in that. In 
alone in that feeling. And even a lot of my other friends that I thought were so much more prolific at what they did than I was, even they said, I feel insecure when I see these other people. So then we all became to realize it's not a rat race. We're all just trying to one up ourselves. Yeah. So I think there's a lot to to gain from that because a lot of our listeners are people who start off as big fish into a small pond and then they get into some bigger environment. Maybe you grew up in a small town and then you move to New York or Los Angeles to be a part of that bigger music scene or you grow up in a place like South Florida and then you go to school at Berkeley, one of the top music programs in the country. And so that imposter syndrome, I imagine, can really set in. So considering that a lot of our listeners have probably faced some version of what you're talking about, what helped you get past it and you know, be the best musician you can be. Is it what you're talking about that you inevitably figured out that everybody there is suffering from the same imposter syndrome and everybody thinks that everyone else is better than they are? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you know, whatever, wherever you start off from, you know, yeah, uh, it's it's always it's always a little bit of a drag, I guess, to feel like you're the best in the room. You know, and so to really push yourself to really grow music, I mean, I mean, you know, to to those who want to be the best musician in the room, that's great. That's great. You could be that best musician. That's awesome. But for those who want to who want to push themselves, who want to like really step outside of their comfort zone to go to a place like Berkeley where, you know, you're not the best you're definitely not the worst, but you're somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. You know, it's this beautiful death of the ego. And it just sort of it sort of puts you in a position where you need to uh, just sort of find what makes you special, what makes you unique, what makes your music special and meaningful to you. You know, and so that was just an amazing, an amazing experience. That was probably the best experience that Berkeley has given me. Yeah, and you know what? I think that both of us have also grown by playing with people who are better musicians than we are. They get and you to raise your game, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I just got uh, the goosebumps when you said death of the ego. <laughs> it was yeah. so profound. Oh. I feel like you've just titled your next album. Um, but, of course, let's talk about your your first album, the one that you just released, Inside Outside. Um, always so exciting to have artists on when they put out their first full-length album that's it's just such a euphoria i imagine um and you guys you know you self-released this thing so and and we love that kind of stuff around here this whole show is about a celebration of indie artists so it's always cool to see an artist like you to self-release um can you give us a lesson that you learned from making that first album that you're going to carry with you going forward i mean we i think we learned a whole array of lessons but I'm going to let Julian talk about a lesson he learned first, then maybe I'll talk about one. And who knows, maybe it'll be the same lesson. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, so so for me, the whole idea of just releasing music in general, talking about being up in Berkeley, uh, surrounded by, by all these amazing musicians, is... Uh, you know, we had we had friends on all sides of the spectrum releasing music. You know, we had people releasing stuff, you know, that were just like garage band demos. And they were like, hey, check out my demo. Here it is. And then there were those who were like producing like full length albums that, you know, were really nice attention getters. And um, I guess in my mindset, the idea I, you know, Soul Packs has recorded a whole bunch of stuff before we even started recording for the album. But the idea was to kind of hold off on on releasing it, but to just like look at our recordings as benchmarks to see how far we could push ourselves, how, how uh, you know, quote unquote, legit 
we could get <laughs> with our recording, you know? And so um, definitely this recording process, it, it took a lot of patience. It took a lot of patience, perseverance, and, and a lot of study, a huge amount of study to figure out how we could not only up the production game, but how we could up our own personal musicianship to make these these recordings sound, you know, just very, very special, you know? Yeah, and, you know, on that topic, I, I agree that it was worth the time that it took. It took us nearly five years to, first of all, decide which songs were going to make the cut that we had written. We have a bunch of songs that we've scrapped that we don't really play anymore or that we play sometimes, but maybe they'll come back later on in the next album. But we... Also, after a certain point, I think there's there's a, a place in the middle, though, where you can't be too perfect, you know? And I feel like after a while, uh, we were kind of philandering a little bit, you know? Like, we were like, okay, this is perfect, but how can we make it even more perfect? And then we try to do that, and then sometimes things would get a little bit convoluted, and we're like, okay, let's, like, take a step back to where we were before. And so sometimes... It takes doing other versions or trying to upgrade something even more to realize that what you had before was the key as well. So I think that it's it's knowing also how much is enough. And we're still hmm. figuring that out as well, yeah. but it's been a, well, a good balancing act. That sound you hear is just musicians all over the country collectively nodding their head. Anybody <laughs> who has made an album knows that feeling of when do you know it's done you know because you could because even when you release an album you're always saying oh i could have done this i could have added this and so it's it's cool to hear you guys fight that battle in real time and figure out when the time was right to release and honestly you must have figured something out because this album is really really good to listen to it's called inside outside check it out at soulpacksmusic.com it's available itunes spotify Anywhere where you can turn over a rock and find an album, you'll find this album. Uh, it's a wide <laughs> release. It's awesome. And now Soul Plaque, Soul Packs, I should say. Soul, Soul, Soul Plaque sounds like Soul something Black. your dentist would take yeah, yeah. care of. Yeah, um, your soul dentist. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to play a song from the album for us. Which song are you going to play, and can you tell us a bit about it? We are going to do the song One Step Closer. You know, it's a nice little inspirational tune that uh, that Julia, you know, really felt strongly about lyrically. You know, to me, it was it was a nice little funky blues jam when I was coming up with the harmony. But but Julia, tell them about the lyrics. I mean, the, it's just about uh, I mean, you know, Julian and I have been through a lot together and, you know, not just as best friends, but as, you know, putting together this album and it felt as if our for the fruits of our labor were never going to come to fruition, it felt like. So a lot of what I like to write lyrically are things to kind of like pep us up. You know, like it's something that I personally need to hear, which is like, it's okay because every day we're getting one step closer. And that's the title of this song is One Step Closer and we're going to fight for it. And it's going to be tough, but we 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 got to do it because no one's going to give us handouts. Yeah, you know? yeah. I dig that. All right. (laughs) The coffee house is yours. Take it away.
My goodness, the 100% real, not at all fake studio audience really dug that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, guys. You're such a wonderful audience. That was amazing, guys. Oh, thank you, Ryan. And I got to tell you something. Like, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone except Julian that can, like, back himself up on guitar and play a solo at the same time. Like, that always blows my mind. I'm like, dang. Look oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know anyone but Julia who could belt it out like she does. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh, oh man. And like I, I could just tell the the professionalism in the way she sings because like she like instinctively knew like when to back away from the mic and like never clipped, not once. It was just not oh, once. jeez, Ooh, Louise. I hope so. I hope I hope we don't find a little clip in there later on. But if you do, I apologize. Oh. I did my best to. Stop. I don't see no red here, man. Oh, oh if good. you want more where that came from, check out Inside Outside by Soul Packs. Uh, anywhere you can get an album, you can get this album. These guys are 
So, so good. Soulpacksmusic.com. Check them out. Guys, thank you so much for being on this week. Before we let you go, I'm so excited to get your answers to this question. We'll go one after another. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Julian? Um, put a limiter on your master track. <laughs> hey! That might be one of the best tips we've gotten on this whole show. You could you could boost the levels and make sure that you're not clipping. It's great. It's great. Oh. Hey, that was actually really good. I was not expecting that one. Oh, um, I don't know. Well, one that I I always struggle with is trying to fit myself into a box, right? And maybe. Oh, excuse me. Maybe <laughs> it's right up on that mic. There <laughs> get you on go. the microphone. Oh, yeah. So one thing that I've always struggled with personally is trying to fit myself into a box. What is my style? What is my story? What is my marketing plan? And I mean, the, all of that is fine and good and important. But I think that at the end of the day, you just got to do you and people are going to naturally put you in a box that they think that you belong and so we just, you got, got to be yourself because that's all you Got to be yourself. Got to be yourself. Yeah, got to be yourself. Got to be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let you keep doing that. Oh. Like, I'm sure you would have brought the guitar back in. You would have laid out a whole track right on this podcast. Uh, you guys are awesome. Soulpacksmusic.com. Check these guys out. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast. Mm-hmm.